0: Hey, I'm David.
1: Hey, I'm Manny.
0: And you're listening to From the Spot. And here we are with a brand new episode. Sorry for missing the last one for the World Eleven, but we're going to make it up with this one. Um, Eddie, I say we just jump into it because I'm super excited today. We get to talk about one of the best events that I've seen in recent football history. Let's talk about Boca Juniors throwing it down in Brazil.
1: Well... I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm super proud of the boys. Um, I wish they would have thrown it down on the field, though.
0: That's right. You know <laughs> Instead of the backstage, like, with the staff back there.
1: Yeah, um, you know. Uh, okay, look, let's just get this out of the way. Um, Minato, going into the knockout stages, were or are our favorites. And I knew as soon as the draw came out, I was like, "Like we're we're in for a tough one." And uh, okay, because of my work shift, I'm relegated to watching Copa Libertadores highlights. Um, and so in the first leg at La Bombonera, there was a goal by Boca. Um. That was disallowed. um You know that happens. um Obviously, as a as a Boca Junior supporter, like I think nothing is offside when it yeah. when it comes to my team. But that's just that's just the natural fan reaction of. Oh no, he's onside. He's totally onside.
0: Right, come so on. we can all relate just, to that. We can yeah, definitely um, relate to that.
1: But then here at the at the away leg, that. I, I don't know, David, I sent you the video, I sent you screenshots. You you tell me, was the goal in Brazil, was that outside?
0: No, it was not. Oh, at least that's my opinion. And I definitely looked at it multiple times. I wanted to make sure, you know, and I asked my wife, who's not even really like a major like follower, but she recently got into it at least I believe I asked her, or at least I showed her the two different lines. Um, <laughs> for me, the fight was justified. Um, yeah. You know yeah. what? I like, I'm just going to come out and say it. And all I'm going to say is Marcos Rojo is a bigger hero to me than he was even before. Even as a Manchester United fan, I loved him. And now I love him even more. Like, how could you not?
1: Um. So uh, we were kind of talking about this in the pre-show, um, when Marcos Rojo um, joined Boca, I thought he was going to be a bit of a defensive uh, liability. Um, <clears throat> so far, I've been proven wrong, and now, as all the Boca Jr. supporter pages on Instagram are, are saying, um, lo bancamos, which basically means uh we back him and hell yeah, we hello back him. Hey. And if he can't slide tackle you, he'll pick up a fucking fire extinguisher and <laughs>
0: to wing it at you. Uh, he'll and, put and, the and, fire out. <laughs> and
1: look, 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 before everyone comes at me, yes, Boca missed um all their penalties. And obviously that that can happen. You can't get to penalties and then miss them all. Um, you know. True. Spocking time for me, David. Um,
0: oh, okay. That's brave so, as a Boca fan.
1: So, my captain, Carlos Izquierdos, or El Cali Izquierdos, as we refer to him, um, he decided to sit out um, the uh, Copa Libertador or La Copa America because um, he just wanted to be ready for uh, me, he uh he knows what this means to us fans. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Boca has won six six Copa Libertadores, and as David will attest to, um, continental glory at both our clubs is definitely a a must. Uh, it's not oh yay we're we're having a continental cup run. No, both David and I expect a semi-final, a final appearance. And most importantly, if we're there, uh, we expect to win it. Uh, we don't care if it's Minero. He doesn't care if it's Real Madrid or PSG. I don't care if it's Liver or Santos or whoever the case may be. I, I expect my club to, you know, play the Copa Libertadores and win it. Um, yeah. So... The fact that uh, Isquerdos chose to sit out Copa America? Fine, but if you're gonna do that, don't miss your penalty. Uh, David, fair or unfair?
0: Uh, ooh, this is a really hard one because the pressure is there, you're the club captain. I mean. Everybody else, man, you know what that goes in? I'm going to say that goes in for the fact that he's a club captain. He made it a point that that's what he he was there for. And the fact that it could have been up to him, like he stepped up and he could have made it and proved this point. And he failed means to me that he maybe he just didn't have the mentality. Maybe he sat out of Copa America because he didn't think he was going to be great there. Maybe, like, uh, now it makes me doubt him, you know? Like, so, yes, it goes straight in. And,
1: and look, uh, both David and I get it. Uh, penalties are as much mental as they are luck. So anyone, anyone could miss a penalty. But if you make the choice, um, I'm going to be there for my club. I'm going to pass on an international tournament for my country. You. You have, not just because you're, you're captain, but because you chose. Hey, I'm I'm going for club glory over country glory. Um, you have to make yours, especially with Hulk, with Hulk missing. Uh, the the first penalty of the entire lot. Um, and the the um the announcers did say it. Um, the penalty spot was atrocious it was utter garbage but hey uh you know it was utter garbage for every taker and um minero's takers have found a way to make theirs Yeah. so that's that's all i'm saying you know
0: yeah definitely
1: but, uh, i'm i'm definitely getting a marcos lojo in a boca jersey it's blasted right here
0: dude you, you better know? get the so because y'all don't get a video of it, but Eddie has just promised that he's going to get a Marco Trojo tattoo on his forearm where everybody uh, can see. So we're going to hold them accountable. We are going to make yeah. him do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. and, uh, speaking about accountability, uh, let's talk about some role changes or at least possible role changes. Uh, there's trials going on at a youth tournament uh let's see what's the name of a future of football cup which as exciting as it sounds you know, yeah i could care less um <laughs> the so i'm going to shoot these four different rules at you we can kind of see well how we feel about it fill each other out and see if we think it'll eventually make it to the actual senior game um let's start with the first rule here eddie So the first one is they're gonna divide the halves into thirty-minute periods. So instead of forty-five, they're gonna be thirty-minute times, uh, or thirty-minute halves. But instead of extra time, they'll actually stop the clock whenever there's an interruption. Uh, What do you think of this rule?
1: No, no. Okay, look, um, I don't want to be that guy that's just gonna completely shoot everything down. So I'll I'll try to have a caveat. To my no, so here's it, it. If they want this specific rule to get through, uh, which I hope it doesn't, but um, let's say okay, 30 minute halves, but like let's do it for like when it's like, oh, we play Saturday, then we have Champions League on Wednesday, and then we have to play Saturday again. Make that back end, that back end Saturday game. So the third of the three that you have to play in seven days, make that game the half hour game just to, you know, save some legs and keep players fresh. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Well, I guess the justification for why, why they introduced this very specific rule was the whole, um, like people think, well, not even people, Americans think that it's too long. Because it's no. 45 plus minutes or whatever. So they're trying to make no. it more like an NBA standard. No. Um, no I For me, it's a no. Even if it's like, a, oh, let's give these guys a break because it's three in a row. Just um, trying to fundamentally change the game and say, oh, let's add stops. That's hard stops like this. It's going to no. kill a lot of the flow. And I don't think we should do it. There's going to be a lot of controversy of, like, oh, when did it stop? When did it restart? Did I actually touch the ball? Did I not? It's going to be unnecessary yeah. headaches, in yeah. my opinion.
1: And, and, and then, obviously, like, if one manager says, like, hey, he played that, and the other manager's like, my player didn't touch the damn ball, why is the clock going? That's, that, that's not football. That's not soccer. Yeah, they're
0: changing. Yeah, like I said, they're fundamentally changing the game. Um, the next rule that they're trialing is unlimited subs. Uh, what do you think of this?
1: Again, no, because it's like, okay, see, I, I personally like the five subs thing. I kind of hope it stays. Um, but the, the good thing about the sub is like, you're thinking, okay, what is this manager thinking why why is he taking off Conte and bringing on i don't know christensen um or like why is why is Jayden Sancho coming off and I'm getting Fred you know like you're you're trying to see like yeah. okay what's the what's the game plan who's moving over like are we are we getting more defensive like what's the what's the thing
0: yeah and, what's the big deal here
1: And so, but if like all of a sudden I can just throw on my bench for, because it kind of takes some of the strategy out of it, you know?
0: Yeah. And I agree with you. Like it is a strategy to me. Football is a little bit like chess, even though I don't play chess at all. Um, But uh, it's what I imagine chess would be like where you're tactically trying to you know, I'll smart somebody else and another whole group of players trying to make sure the movement's there. And the fact that you get an X amount of chances to change the game, I think is great. Unlimited, to me, it kind of dilutes it because, like you said, you can do anything like, oh, I can just sub this guy out and then put him back in later, things like that. And it'll ruin the flow. It'll be ridiculous, in my opinion.
1: And then think about it, right? If they want to make the game faster, ref has to blow, allow the sub to come on, and then blow again, and then your half hour turns into an extra fifteen minutes, and at that point you should have just played the forty-five for the half. I'm yeah. just saying.
0: No, that's fair. Um, so yeah, that's a hard no from both of us. I think it's it's safe. Yeah. Um, let's jump into a rule of three, which. It's interesting, and we'll get um a a quote from our Singh Wenger here. Um, so it's kick-ins rather than throw-ins, oh. and what our Singh Wenger says that basically he thinks that we should definitely have kick-ins because having a throw-in gives you a disadvantage since it's basically nine on ten. Um, but then like a kick-in is basically like a free kick.
1: Yeah, arson. but the guy taking the kick in still has to technically leave the inbound field of play. I mean, I'm down because, fuck it, just, you know, just everyone get in the box and I'm, and I'm going to fucking dump it. You
0: yeah, like saying? I am so down for kick-ins too. I think it would, it would make it more offensive uh, in certain yeah. aspects. Uh, so I'm all for this one. Because uh, right yeah, now, teams I, I, are trying to make throw ins into free kicks. So, like, Liverpool hired a coach specifically for throw ins. So, like,
1: it worked. It worked. They, they got a, a title in the Champions League out of it. I'm just saying. Although they would have got another Champions League had Carius not fucking, you know, had her brain uh, for it twice.
0: Brain for man, that guy. Anyway, um, so that's a yes for me. Eddie.
1: Yeah. No, All yeah, right. definitely,
0: yeah. Let's Although, go ahead and
1: hold. okay, give me give me the option. I either want to throw it in or I'm going to kick it in. And you know what? Let's make the captain decide. But he only gets five seconds to decide. We're either throwing or we're kicking, and then we can go from there.
0: That'd make it interesting. i am down for that. The last rule that they're trying to uh, push upon this here is a five-minute suspension for a yellow card. It's kind of like a rugby-style sin bin. Uh, hockey has a similar thing. Uh, the, with what the do you think, Eddie? No,
1: yeah. man. No, man, because, look, sometimes, sometimes yellows happen. Like, there's no malicious intent, but, you know, a guy's late. Like, he thought he was going to get there. He, like, stretches out, doesn't get there. It's a yellow. It happens. He he didn't maliciously intend to, you know, like, slide into someone and, like, you know? Or, like, what if it's just, like, their fourth foul, but they all were, quote-unquote, professional fouls.
0: Yeah, that's fair, too.
1: Fouls that had to be done. And so the ref has to go give him a yellow because that's one too many now, you know?
0: Yeah, that's fair. So,
1: uh, uh, no, no for me.
0: That's a hard no for me. Like, I don't even know how that even came up in any kind of conversation for any possible rule changes because that's pretty much like, it's ridiculous, dude. Like, why would you do oh. that? That's like the yellow is already a punishment within itself Um, because the Mm -hmm. players tend to play a lot more cautiously. Defenders tend to struggle a little bit, depending on, you know, their class. So, yeah, definitely a hard no from me.
1: You know what they should be focusing on in this future of Football Cup? Hey, let's fix VAR. Granted, Granted, every country doesn't have a problem with VAR. I think the number one rule um, for VAR should be like, okay, we're questioning the on-field ref's decision and we can suggest, but every single time, um, ref has to go have a look because then VAR doesn't want to check every single thing and then you're just confirming the one person besides the players who has influence over the game, which is the ref, they're either going to be like, yeah, I got that right, or I'm glad I got to take a look at this. Let me let me change my decision. You yeah, know? Let me
0: bring that back real quick. Yeah, they, they should have definitely focused on something like that. Like, three out of the four rules, uh, I think we can both agree, were ridiculous besides yeah. the kick-ins. Even the kick-ins, we're kind of on the fence the, the, about the, it, but...
1: Yeah. That's us being nice because we don't want to sound like old fogies that are like, "No, nah, football's fine," you know.
0: They're trying to ruin the game,
1: <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, I do. I totally get it. But uh, let's do something way more fun. Let's do our World Eleven, our current World Eleven. If you haven't listened to it, go back. Listen to our Legends Eleven if you haven't mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was definitely a lot of fun uh i'm sure i brought some question marks from some of you guys but hey Duh. this is our show um uh, review us if anything so, <laughs> so we um uh, we decided on the 433 for our legends 11 um uh, eddie do you want to give us the honors of starting
1: okay for keeper um I'll give an honorable mention to someone I really, really wanted to put in my 11, but I just went with a different keeper. So shout outs go to Casper Schmeichel. Um, but I, okay. went with, uh, I went with, I went with Alisson.
0: Okay. Allison. All right. Well, why did you go for Alisson?
1: Uh, just because if if I need to call him up for a last minute header to save our season, my boy's got it in his locker. Oh, okay. And, it, it, you know, if it were just off of pure goalkeeping skills and instinct, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to a keeper that doesn't get enough credit, although he does play for the current La Liga champions. Um, personally, I think John All Black is a top two keeper in the world. Yeah, he's. <laughs> But I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with Allison. What about you?
0: I went with Manuel Neuer. Uh, to me, he's like up there. I know he's up there in age too, so he's not gonna be exactly like top class for much longer. But um, he's been top class for a very long time. He's not just a keeper; he's a sweeper keeper. So you know that for sure. You're gonna get a lot of offensive plays from him. Some great long balls here, so wingers. Uh, and he can make a great stop on his day. So that's my guy. Um, who do you have for your left back? Uh,
1: uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Does TAA play on the left or the right?
0: <laughs> uh, I think he – no, he plays on the right because it's Robertson that plays on the left.
1: Okay. Then, then yeah, then Robertson.
0: Oh, screw you. Uh, okay. <laughs> so Robertson – they yeah, have him with David Alava.
1: Okay. Oh, you, you, uh, so there's a rumor going around that he told Real Madrid today, hey, I'm no longer playing in defense, <laughs> but that's okay. This is your 11, you know, but.
0: No you, way. You, you
1: can, it's just a rumor, I think. That he on. wants
0: to play higher up.
1: David. Um, let's see, let's see if I have anything on it. Um, I why am I hitting Z instead of A, dude? Right, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, oh the- uh, nothing yet, uh, Nothing yet official. just a Twitter rumor that I saw this morning.
0: okay that he wanted to um play up to, up, uh, higher up higher up in the pitch. Yeah that wouldn't surprise me, but he has competition from Gareth Bell. I saw a rumor that um Antelotti plans on using him, so that'll be interesting.. Oof. All right, how about uh center back? Uh, I'll give you my first one because I have a feeling you're gonna go with another Liverpool player. So I went with Sergio Ramos. That's my okay. leading center back.
1: Okay, uh surprise, surprise. Um uh it's gonna be Rafael Veran for me, who may um join, I believe, your squad.
0: Yes, he's very uh, very much connected with Manchester United right now, which I love. You know, I am a big fan of Rafael Varane. I've been a fan of him since before he went to Real. I was hoping he would sign for Manchester United, but he went to Real because Zidane was there. He's a big Zidane yeah, yeah. fan, so, you know, obviously he's going to go there. But funny enough, my partner for Sergio Ramos is Rafael Varane. So... <laughs> I got you there. <laughs>
1: and uh, my partner for Warran uh, is um, DVD Virgil Van Dyke.
0: Why? anyway, hey, why? Uh...
1: Okay, uh, all right. Look, real quick, real quick. Uh, go back and listen to our old episode, right? Because it's okay. uh, it's badass. Our Our Legends Eleven is badass. But I realized something that none of my back line would understand poor Gigi because Gigi only speaks Italian and none of my backline, I believe, speaks Italian. So I need my back line to be able to communicate.
0: Okay, that's you know? fair. I'll give you that. So. Fair enough, and so my right back, I'm sure it's your right back, because honestly, it, it was really easy to pick my right back, which um, made me a little bit sad, because I chose <laughs> Trey Alexander and Arnold.
1: Has to be TAA, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, uh, look, we both get it. He doesn't really tack back, but would you really want any other right back in the world with the ball to at the end of the game Uh, probably
0: probably not Um, he's he's pretty good on the ball he's um definitely needs to work on his defense but he's not exactly terrible he's young so he has a lot of legs so he can last the whole game up and down the field you gotta love it
1: yep all All right right, lead us into the
0: midfield centers No, you give me your your uh, first one
1: Okay, um,
0: this I thought the midfield was hard. It
1: it 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 really it really was. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um so in our last episode you had uh, Claude Makalele and I was mad that I didn't think of Claude Makalele. So I went with the modern day Claude McAuele, which would be um Angolo Kante, everyone's favorite. Defensive midfielder. Um, yes, yeah, you know, sir. 70% of the world is covered by water. Uh, other 30% is covered by contact. You know? Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, bro, I chose the same one. <laughs> to, okay. That's hard. Um, no.
1: Yeah. Okay. And look, here, I get it. He may be playing out of position, but I went with uh, Joshua Kimmich. Mm. Okay. Of, uh, Germany and Bayern Munich fame. I just I love the way he plays. He's a smart player. He's very talented on the ball. He can get you a goal if you need him to. And then on the other side of um of Conte, I would have uh, KDB uh, Kevin De Bruyne. I honestly, okay. honestly. I feel like KDB um, is one of those players that we all know he's good, but we'll never actually know how good because he can never stay healthy. But he's smart. He can pick a pass. He can lead. Um, I don't ever think a moment's ever too big for KDB. It's just a shame that his body um, doesn't let him... uh, you
0: know, reach his full potential. Yeah, he's definitely you, struggling. Yeah, for my other midfield positions, um, next to Kante, I have Tony Cruz. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, he covers a lot of ground, finds a great pass, whether it's short, long. Um, he can take a crack at goal, doesn't exactly score a lot of goals, but at least he'll challenge the keeper, um, create a lot of, you know, loose ball situations. But um, in front of them, I, I want Bruno Fernandes. So
1: fair, fair, fair. you have
0: Kevin Derbogna. I'm going to go with Bruno Fernandes. He can always like either give an assist or he can always give a goal. It's like You just never know with him. But either way, you know for sure it's something positive. Um, so how can you not? And you know, uh, Let's talk about the attack, man. The attack is what's got me drooling over here. Um, uh,
1: I, I mean, I think uh, for both of us, two of those three spots have to be obvious um, because uh, no matter their age, um, they're still two of the best players ever. Um,
0: Hold on. Before, before we move forward, just because you started with that, I'm going to take a spot kick.
1: Okay. Ooh. All right. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right. I'm, so,
1: I'm trying to put you off real quick. Gonna,
0: Go ahead. Uh, take a deep breath. And this hurts me to say. It's gonna break my heart. Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't deserve to be in the world 11.
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> yep. I said it.
1: Okay. All right. All right.
0: And my justification for it is going to be my front three. So I'm going to let you go first. Like, just give your all three. Then I'll give you my three and justify their place over Cristiano.
1: (sighs) Messi, CR7, and Ealing, Brad, Holland.
0: Okay. Um... that's, That's a good, that's definitely a good forward lineup. I would think that, you know, if. If all of them had a Manchester United jersey, I'd probably die.
1: Um, <laughs> We'd be like, "Oh, we're not doing the podcast anymore because David died."
0: He got a heart attack when Manchester United announced the signings of Holland, Ronaldo, and Messi. Um, <laughs> but um, here, uh-huh. here mine. So okay. I also have Holland and Messi. Right, because okay. they're obviously class, they're gonna knock in goals. Holland is my striker, Messi on the right, but on the left, I'm went with Mbappe.
1: Okay, see, um I knew out of the two of us, you would be the one to go Mbappe. Okay. Okay, all right, so obviously, besides the the fact that he's much younger, justify it.
0: All right, because Mbappe right now, I'm not saying historically, I'm not saying, you know, his up to career-wise, but right now I feel Mbappe would score the goals that matter. Mbappe can take on a player because, remember, I'm not playing him as a striker. I'm playing him out wide on the left. He's still got the legs to go up and down and take on players. He's got a great pass, a great touch. Cristiano's not that player anymore. At this point, he's your striker or bust. You can't defend with him, and Mbappe can at least track somewhat back. Like you can't exactly depend on him to track all the way back, but that's okay. That's why I have both Tony Cruz and Conte. But I also can't have my four three three turn into a, basically a four 4-2, two, a four two four, because you know Ronaldo <laughs> doesn't want to track. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Look. All right. I'm. I'm. Okay. So you took your shot, right? Um, right. Everyone remembers the uh, 2006 World Cup final, where Sidan stepped up against Gigi Buffon, and I'll. I'll never forget. Um, I. Well, I just said that, but I'm about to say this. I can't remember if the announcer on ABC said, oh, Sidan's never missed a penalty. And he either said that, or he said he's never missed a penalty for France. And then Sidan stepped up and barely, barely got it to go um, bar down, as they Mm -hmm. say in hockey. So because you gave a tactical analysis of, um, what you meant? It goes in, uh, barely, just like uh, Tidane's penalty in the World Cup final.
0: Okay, fair enough. And now, I also want to say, Ronaldo is one of the top players in the world. You <laughs> could only compare him to Messi. The reason um Messi snuck into my lineup is because he has that magical left foot. Mm-hmm. So he's still, excuse me, he's still knocking them in um, from free kicks, you know penalties, free of play. He's dribbling as his final touch. He's still, you know, at the peak of his powers. Versus Ronaldo, like I said, he doesn't really have the legs as he did before. So mm. Mbappe just squeezed by, and <laughs> excuse me, oh, um, uh, that's in a lot better form.
1: And uh, to be clear, uh, two players for me that almost snuck in, um, and this would basically be, at least for this player, just off of his Euros performance, um, it would be Pedri because you Mm -hmm. want that guy in your team for, like, the next 10, 12 years. Um, Even if he's not as good um, as Iniesta, and or, shall we, um, he's going to be the closest thing to it. And then your boy, Luke Shaw, almost snuck in there just because I was really impressed by his Euro's performance as well.
0: Yeah, they're definitely great players right now. Pedri um, is somebody to be excited about. I think Barcelona should be proud to have him because um, he's going to be something special. Um I don't even think I should be like a oh maybe a Xavi or maybe a Iniesta because we know they're not going to be matched like there's something special
1: yeah
0: let's just be honest um but I want Pedri to be Pedri uh, yeah. maybe he'll do it at Manchester United in a couple of years I don't know just putting that out there
1: hey, but um, he, um, he's a great know,
0: player Barca
1: Barca are gonna have to be sellers uh pretty soon so I I mean I doubt they would sell him but i also doubt that they would have anyone on their roster uh worth um buying
0: yeah i mean they can't shift Griezmann. they've been trying to shift um they can't shift um they're kind of set out of luck
1: bro mans can't even shift coutinho the only the the only reason um the only reason is still at Barca is because apparently Bayern Munich gave him this extra, extra like bonus that if he plays a certain amount of games, um, the team that he plays for has to pay it out. That's why they stopped playing him last season because he was like this close to a to a I mean, he bonus, yeah, which Barca couldn't pay him so. They basically told Coleman, like, you can't use him anymore.
0: Damn, that's wild.
1: You know? Um, uh, So my biggest surprise, uh, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to him because he is a world champion and a hell of a player. You just have to, like, watch him play to watch the game. He's one of those players. I was not expecting Tony Cruz to be in
0: your lineup. Oh, dude, I love Tony Cruz. Um, I was better when he left Bayern for Real Madrid because um, I think Dave, supposedly David Moyes was the one that reached out to him and everything. But I think if we would have gotten a coach that was of a higher regard to David Moyes, uh, we would have been able to sign players like Tony Cruz. Um, supposedly we tapped up Fabregas, but again, you can't convince somebody of that class to play under David Moyes. Um, you know, like, I'm sorry, but you don't do that. Um, well, but Tony okay. Cruz h- h- is... Hold on, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on. Are, are you telling me there's that much of a difference between Oli and uh, David Moyes?
0: Um, I think in the sense of the nostalgia or the what is thought of them, because remember, David Moyes is a a coach who he only made it happen with the mid-table team. And even then, they weren't exactly playing super attacking football. Um, He always had a love for defense and long balls. That's not how Manchester United wanted to play. That's not how big teams want to play. Um Ole in the other hand he's known as a guy that scored goals and last minute goals he was a hero and then straight away try to make Manchester United play more offensively so in that regard I feel players would more likely take the chance on Ole versus take the chance on Moise. that's just my opinion at least like Manchester United is still going to be Manchester United whether it's David Moyes at the helm, or they end up signing Zidane or an Allegri eventually, but see yeah. Z-
1: Zidane at United—that's at least two Champions Leagues,
0: at least. Well, rumor has it he's only going to coach France. That's all he wants—is France.
1: Well, okay. Um, let's focus a little bit on rumors, uh, if we have the time. David, with. Minutes. With uh with Pogba's contract coming down, um, but with you guys getting guys like Bruno and Sancho, and you know Harry Maguire being reliable at the back, um, you're the footballing director of Manchester United. Do you try and convince him to stay, or do you shift him for money because? You gotta get something in return if he really does want to go.
0: Um, I think we do both. Um, I would offer him a one year to a, an eighteen month extension and say, "Hey, look, your only suitors are PSG. Right now, the fans don't want you there. If you haven't seen, uh, fans posted a banner saying that they don't want Pogba outside really? of um, yeah outside of the stadium because Pogba said he wouldn't play for PSG." Because his families are um, Marseille fans.
1: Oh, dope!
0: Yeah, so you know, fans don't forget, it. and so they're saying we they don't do want not. Pogba there, and uh, so I would tell them like, "Hey, that's your only suitor right now. Play your ass off this one year, and we'll listen to offers. If a team comes in with a good offer, if it's a Real Madrid, or Juventus, you know." we'll take the deal and then see where it goes. Um, I don't want to lose them on the free. And there's not really many suitors that would take them for a reason, reasonable offer right now because of the whole pandemic. And they know that, you know, Pogba isn't exactly happy and that he's willing to wait out his contract. And I wouldn't want to lose them, lose them, lose them out on the free. And I would tell them like, Hey, this is going to be a win-win for us. You do the, you do your one year. We'll take the offer. You'll be out of here regardless. We'll get some kind of reimbursement and put it towards a new midfielder.
1: Who, who would you like to see replace him if he, if he does go?
0: Uh, I knew you were going to ask this. That's the hard part, man. Like, What world-class midfielder could we realistically sign? Weston um, McKinney. I don't think Juventus would have let him go. Uh, he's still growing as a midfielder. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm a fan of him. I don't think that he's a terrible player. Weston um, Allegri, fan fanboy. Hey, is a fan of him. Allegri's asking him to score 10 goals this season and a preseason friendly. I mean, uh, he's going to do, I think he's going to be a special player in the midfield. Um, he's not going to be one of those that catches headlines because he's not exactly like a, oh, I score goals. You know, are you throwing gang signs at me, Eddie? Uh,
1: no, uh, Qatar three, El Salvador two, eighty-seven minutes.
0: Damn! Alright, us. If El Salvador tie, we will eat <laughs> y- pupusas for dinner.
1: If <laughs> El Salvador ties, I'll take my shirt off and run around my room.
0: And I will post that on our socials. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh. Yeah. So, um, what do you think, Eddie? Do you think pa Pogba should be sold at a super cheap rate this summer? Should we keep him?
1: Um, I think. I think if Pogba buys in, he is world class, and if I were in charge of Manchester United, I'd have a, I'd have a sit down with him and say, hey. Paul, can you give us these last 12 months? If you can, uh, you can either walk away on a free or actually, no, I wouldn't even tell him 12 months. Paul, give me till December. If we get even a decent offer, I promise he will take it. But give me six months. And then in those six months, I go to Ollie and say, Ollie, like, we have to be in this title race to keep Paul. If City go 13, 15 points ahead, I'm going to have to sell him. So, Ollie, keep it tight, you know.
0: Yeah. That, so how that, about, that how would about be this my kind of plan. buffer, Eddie? Um, what if you had the chance to swap Paul Pogba for Adrian Rabio? Would you oh. do it?
1: No, we, and here's why. Because I'd rather deal with Mino Raiola again than deal with Adrian Rabio's mom.
0: I would swap them just to be petty.
1: Oh my God. Um
0: would be like, fuck you, Pogba, we're taking Raviola. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God. DDA D- Deschamps would write you with the worst email. Like really, asshole? Really? It's
0: like, why did you do this? Why would you do this to me? <laughs> you know how oh, shit man.
1: is in France. I have to go to qualifying. Oh man. Um also, um, really quick. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to touch, but I can't remember, so I guess it probably wasn't that good.
0: Yeah, it wasn't as juicy as you <laughs> thought, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, um, with that being said, I think that means we should wrap it up.
1: Uh, um, yeah. Oh, uh, real quick. Uh, Boca Juniors reserve team, who they're being forced to play for today's game and their next game on Tuesday, uh, I wasn't able to figure out if that was a punishment or if that was just schedule congestion. Um, mm. But... It was po- probably had something to do with eight Boca players getting arrested. But the reserve team tied with Baumfield, uh, no-no. And now they have to play Tuesday versus San Lorenzo. And it looks like El Salvador is going to get close, but no cigar. So that's okay. Um, oh, David, um, real quick. What Olympic game would you get up at one in the morning to watch?
0: Oh let's see. Let's look at the results. Or sorry. Okay, real quick, who do you have for the next Champions League winner?
1: Oof. Okay, all right. Very, very early Champions League prediction. I mean the season hasn't even started yet. I will go with um You know what? For 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 the bands, uh and because I think they kind of fired him unfairly, I want to see Chelsea versus PSG, and have Chelsea go back to back, and that way, uh, what's his name, David? Uh, uh they're, they're, Yeah, that way Thomas Tuchel could be like, ah, it wasn't me, it was you.
0: Uh, For one in the morning match, I'm going to go with Brazil and Cote d'Ivoire or the Ivory Coast. Um, That's going to be a goal fest. Uh, I think it'll be worthwhile. Who are you going to go with?
1: Um, I'm trying. Uh, Hold on one sec. Let me pull up the schedule. All
0: right. Well, Um, I'm going to go with my uh, Champions League winner. I'm going to go with Atlético Madrid. I think it's about their time to win. They've been doing great. Um, I believe in Cholo. uh,
1: Dude, I, I'll, I'll never forget thinking, oh my God, they're finally gonna do it. And then who was it? Was it Sergio who got up there and got that header?
0: And then Gareth Bell won it like, for them.
1: Like I've, I've I've as a neutral, I've never, ever, ever, ever felt so bad for a team that I have no connection to. I I was just like, really?
0: That was amazing. Amazing.
1: Um, You know what, David? I can't find the schedule, but probably. probably. Let me
0: give you, I'll give you the one o'clock games because there's only three. So the first one is New Zealand versus Honduras. Second one is France versus South Africa. And the third one is Brazil versus the Ivory Coast. Wait.
1: Is is uh is Gignac playing for France?
0: Um, yeah, he is actually. He got called up. I, I
1: I I think so because um what was it? Uh Memo was talking shit to him uh during the <laughs> Mexico France game. Um but uh you know what? I would wake up for Honduras versus uh who'd you say?
0: Uh New Zealand.
1: The, you know what they're kind of even so it might be good or they're kind of even and it might not be so good
0: well we could only hope oh argentina play egypt at 12 30 would you watch that
1: like 12 30 a.m yeah um yeah definitely definitely yeah. definitely Oh. Um, but enough. you know what um just like those games are tomorrow, let's maybe talk about this on our next episode. So like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Um hey, listen to our podcast every day.
0: I hey, try. no, that that works. <laughs> All right, <guys. laughs> But that's a good vibe for me. Uh, Y'all have a good one. We will talk to you next time. Please review. Follow us on social media at uh, podcast from the spot.
1: All right, everyone. Bye.